They are not rushing Tom Heaton back. Pope for Pope. I would like him to take over as the Roman Catholic <laughs> Pope of all popes. All right, welcome to the latest edition of the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast. This is David Smith. Scott Weeby. Brian. Shesko. Guys, I am ready to pod. This coffee is good. Brought to you by? Joe Beans, Lynchburg's finest drive through coffee. That's right. We are coming to you on Monday night in Lynchburg, Virginia. How do we keep giving them? Their coffee's so good, we keep giving them free spots. Yeah, Lynchburg, but how many people... Lynchburg, Virginia, yeah, coming to you live. Yeah, how many people listen to our pod and can access Joe Beans in Lynchburg, Virginia? I don't even know if they have a website. I'm telling you right now, if, if Joe Beans ever got national, Dunkin' Donuts would be in big trouble. <laughs> Joe Beans would crush them. Guys, Dunkin I've Donuts got... Is in, is in Lynchburg. Guys, I've got to start off our pod this week with, with a story. Okay. There's something I, want, I need to tell you that you don't know yet about our podcast's Twitter account. Is it a long story? I don't think Because I don't so. know if I want that. I don't Is think so. Is it a happy story? Because I need something uh, to pick me up after I have been kicked in the nards like for the it, last like four days in sports. Hmm. I, it has been a rough three or four days of sports for me. So, so pick me up, Scott. I mean, because I'm down right now. I'm down. Well, like any good story, this has both highs and lows. Okay. So about three weeks ago, uh, we were included on a tweet accidentally by DraftKings. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. I remember Dave, that. can you explain to folks who are listening what DraftKings is? DraftKings, for those who don't know, uh, you should know about. It is a legal sort of gambling site, but it, it's, it's a daily – it's called Daily Fantasy Sports. And so – we uh, they have contests all the time. So if you wanted to do, obviously, uh, what's uh, pertinent for this podcast is is fantasy soccer, right? So the Premier League, if you wanted to, every single week, you they have twenty five cent games. You know, we're talking American dollars here. Twenty five cent games, dollar games, whatever. Uh, and then they have ten, five, and and hundred dollar games or whatever. If you want to spend some big money, but it's small money as well. If you just kind of want to tinker around with it and have fun. But bottom line is. It's the same way that we set up with EPL. You have a budget, and you can pick uh, so many people. And what's really cool is they added a new feature this year where it's just like a pick them, where they just have um, like seven different kind of brackets and positions, and they'll, they'll already pre-select eight players kind of in this one tier, and you just select one person from that tier. It even kind of dumps it down even more, makes it even a little bit more simple. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's very fun if you want to get Lose involved, then that's your thing. Oh. So DraftKings accidentally included us in a tweet about an article that was posted on their website saying that we had basically created this article, right. which we had not. And I started to get all sorts of notifications from Twitter. Uh, legitimate outlets were, were liking us, retweeting us, yeah. uh, you know, old historical tweets that we had posted. But I felt kind of guilty because we were benefiting. Right, from an from accident. From an accident. Sure. So I just sent out a quick tweet and said, hey, DraftKings, thanks for the heads up. Thanks for the notice. But just thought you should know this like, isn't us. Right. I mean, you, you had someone else in mind. 
That's exactly the right. The funny thing was, it was their own publication yeah. that they that they weren't giving credit to, but it, it, it is what didn't it is. make any bit of sense. But you know what was funny? Huh? This past weekend, they did it again. <laughs> what? what? Are you serious? I'm absolutely Someone serious. Some DraftKings loves us. <laughs> I know. Thank you, DraftKings. <laughs> we, I love you too. Except it's not all sunshine and roses oh no did i did i get too happy about that a little bit while we did benefit again a, a slight boost in our following okay. on twitter uh and it's still coming in by the way people are still finding us thanks to DraftKings' second error or you know subversive employee whichever sure. you want to call it it, it prob- came with exponential hate <laughs> well the problem this time is that DraftKings' site wasn't updating throughout the day and so anyone who was playing could not see the results as the matches were being played. Oh, jeez. Oh. And the angst towards DraftKings was relatively high all day long because people, as you described, Dave, had money on the line here. Right. They want to know what was happening with their money. And, and, and they could was going on with their, with their web stuff. And Exactly. And, and it wasn't updating. And because we were included in this tweet Did about this post. Did we get a post, little hate? Not directly, but I saw every single person who dra- who tweeted back at DraftKings saying, your site's down. Hey, your your site is shite. Oh, uh, hey, you need to do this right. Hey, blah. Like, I saw it all. It, it, was, not, it was not a good day to be associated, whether oh, real geez. or accidentally. Untag. <laughs> it's not our fault. <laughs> it's double not our fault. No. Oh, my goodness. Hey, so, listen. Good pub, bad pub is always good pub. Go right? to the so, source, you know. man. I don't know. I guess in the end, there's I just, no such thing as bad publicity, Scott. Uh, what well, depends? I don't know about that. There's probably some. There's <laughs> but some bad. unless you're Harvey Weinstein, <laughs> oh my I guess. I guess I'll just end this story by saying, thanks, DraftKings. Yeah, absolutely. Kind of. Hey, listen. Know. Yeah, but what hey. happened? What happened in soccer? I mean, football. Wow, he ended that. Quick, I know he, he loves to look. He, I'm he not so trying to just. Opens. But I enjoyed this. No, listen. Hey, DraftKings, thanks. And if you want to give us a, a little drop weekly, let's do it. I'm yeah. down with it. Hey, listen, for all those also listening, don't forget to give us a good rating on iTunes or SoundCloud or whatever you're listening to us on. It helps other people like DraftKings find us accidentally. So please give us some good ratings. That's our subtitle for our podcast is... We hope you find us accidentally. <laughs> it works. <laughs> it does. That kind of publicity is always good publicity. Absolutely, no doubt. All right, Brian, we are going to get into the matches from match week eight in the Premier League in the context of fantasy Premier League. Running down all ten matches, so much to talk about. That is so good. I'm so glad we're doing this. We had an extra week to prepare because of that international break we will not discuss. We are not talking about it. We are not going there, okay? okay. There's nothing to think. see there, yep. okay? Especially, Nothing happened. The Premier League took a week off, and that was it. Especially not for Americans. No, no, Nothing no. significant for America Correct. happened over the Correct. international break You're whatsoever. absolutely right about that, so we're not going to go there. How am we're I just... supposed to get over Shh. my mental angst no. if you two just play this deny, nah. the, deny what happened? I enjoyed the week off, but now we are back. We're going to discuss match I enjoyed. week eight. Yes. And we are going to include every single one of our segments. And I even made a couple up because there's that much to talk about. So let's Good get right Lord. to it, Brian. Let's get on with this matches. On with S matches. Yes. 
Manchester City 7, Stoke 2. I'm going to take an hour and read the goal scorers here for you. Good Lord. Gabriel Jesus with the brace. Raheem Sterling. David Silva. Fernandinho with a thunder volley. Yep. Leroy Sané. Bernardo Silva. Oh, by the way, uh, Juf and, and uh, Walker own goal on Stokes' side of the equation. Uh, touchdown Manchester City. There's nothing more exciting in, in any game of soccer when seven goals go in the net. I think... At this point, the question anyone has to ask for themselves, who don't you own from Manchester City attacking lineup? Who Do we feel like Pep has finally – like are we scared of him just not playing people right now? I feel like he's sort of settled into some form of a lineup. Guys are still going to rotate. And I know it's a bit pre- it's a bit premature in terms of injury talk – but you have to say here, uh, Sergio Aguero is training again. He's, Sergio Aguero, there's rumors according he's going to gonna Pep, play midweek at Napoli. Yes. So Pep said even prior to the match at the end of the week, he did make the bench, but was an unused substitute that he had a f- uh, that he had an amazing training session on Friday, and so they posted a video of him even chesting the ball into the ground. Oh, chesting. So, yeah. showing those bruised ribs were not bruised anymore. So if everything holds true the way it has up to this point, Scott, you've said unconcerned Aguero, Jesus, doesn't matter if Jesus gets 45 minutes or 90 minutes. Uh-huh. Same threat level is, is yep. the same appeal is there no matter how many minutes even if it's 15 off the bench, the yep. guy still has the same goal-scoring threat Absolutely. just because of what they have. Look throughout this match. Just about every 15-minute segment, they were scoring goals. Yep. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many minutes. City, in one of the rarest occasions you can say this, it does not matter the number of minutes a Manchester City player plays. He is a threat as long as he's one of the 14 who makes the pitch in that match. Well, okay. The only that's, dis- that's a, lit ex- a bit extreme. I mean, the defenders, come on. Well, I mean, the that's defenders the thing, aren't though. To score. Yeah, it's disappointing for the defenders in this match. Even Kyle Walker, who gets an assist, but the own goal takes him right back down to exactly what he would have gotten anyway, which is two for the match. So, I don't know, man. I, I don't. I I guess the guy you don't want to own for Manchester City is Ederson as your goalkeeper. I don't. Yeah. I don't think yeah, I would sure, mind. I'm not sure I want their defenders either. Oh come on, Dave! It was two weeks ago, one match ago, the last pod. We said, look at this run of clean sheets. You can't like there. There's three defenders that you can't go wrong with, and we listed Oda Mendy, Walker, and Stones. This match cannot change that. Dave, you know who I'm seriously considering moving for one of those guys? What defenders? Kolasinets. Oh yeah. And if I had any other. We can talk about it a lot more when we get to injury roundup slash Arsenal if you want. Right. I'm seriously considering moving to either of those other guys and possibly trying to find the extra couple tenths of a dollar to get Kyle Walker. I feel like it's. I feel like there's a. There okay, is no, a, right. You can't totally lose fair. Here. Totally fair with Kyle Walker. Like it, I have no problem owning him. I'm just saying, if I'm going to spend a slot owning a city player. It's not going to be a defender. Okay, it's that be, I agree. That okay. I right? can I mean, get on board. Sure. Give me, give me Jesus, Silva, and Sterling. Right? Give me those three, as opposed to others. 
What am I doing right now, Brian? You're shaking your head. Can I tell you why I'm shaking my I head? I know why you're shaking your head. It's because I'm about to I'm about to play a game with both of you. Ooh. And the game I'm calling Quote Quiz. Uh, I thought it was the game was called Shake My Head Quiz. Quote Quiz, name of the game. All right, I'm going to read you a quote from Stokes manager Mark Hughes, and I'm going to ask you to tell me oh i already know the answer to this now who <laughs> is mark hughes talking about this is so stupid this is not stupid this is this a game is dumber than dumb you don't know if you're gonna win it yet here's what mark hughes said he said his quality throughout was absolutely sensational to be perfectly honest for me he is the best player in the premier league by a country mile who is mark hughes talking he's about? talking about kevin DeBrano. he's talking about fabian delph <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I should let Brian. Any that. yokel knows that. I should let Brian answer that. That was Dave. You win, sir. Kevin DeBrowna, man of the match, two assists in this match. I just want. I just want to remind you that he belongs on that list too. Was he I... not Sterling? What's that? Was he man of the match? Well, it depends on your media outlet. I mean, if you're, if you're. Mark Hughes, he was man of the match. He's man of the league. Uh, last five, Dave, ever since you said KDB was not worth owning. Nine, six, three, eleven, and nine. Yeah. I am really enjoying all those points. Yeah, he's on a good run. You know what? I'm gonna curse him. I'm gonna I'm gonna buy him this week. I'm gonna curse all you. All right, I'm gonna get those ten pounds back somewhere else in my lineup then. Thank you for <laughs> the heads up. Um if they gave away hockey assists. He'd have more. He would have a thousand assists. <laughs> it's so true. Because and that was what I felt like was really in the early stages of the game when everyone else was scoring, he was the one putting the ball into the position for the pure assister to put in the actual assist. His two assists were exactly what we talked about a week ago. It's all he needs. He he plays such a perfect ball. All he needs to do is kick it once or twice in the entire game and end up with one or two assists. He still only had two shots. He still both of those shots were uh, were outside the the box. I mean, I, that's the thing. I I just I don't think you can pick wrong. I just don't. All right. And as long as as long as Sane and Sterling, I mean, come on, they have to keep playing. They're scoring a thousand goals. It's impossible to defend them. No, they don't. Sterling. That's the, that's the danger with Pep. As long as they are healthy, there will be rotation. There will because they're in multiple competitions. It's not just about the Premier League for them. Well, and so okay. And one of the first questions I asked was, "What are we to think? Of, is Pep settling into some form of a rotation and/or some form of a consistent lineup?" And how, will Champions League affect that this week going into next week? Potentially. I mean, I mean, it it has for now. I mean, it's been the same. It's been the fact that he has started Sane and Sterling for for multiple matches alone to me is is more settled than almost anything that anyone would have expected. I mean, that's it's it's four in a row now for Raheem Sterling playing at least 60 minutes, and three of the last four, he's played the full 90. Sané has played at least, he's played 83 or 90 in the last three. So, I mean, it's at least several matches in a row where you've gotten both of those guys. Silva and Kevin DeBrana are have been fixed. In, they have, they, they've subbed off I a, agree. a couple times early 
that's about it. And then the rotation of Aguero and Jesus is probably, to me, seems like the biggest headache. Start now that now that Aguero is back, I'm I'm honestly I'm a little surprised. I know people like to chase goals, but the fact that that Jesus's price has already gone up like two tenths since since he went on his goal explosion here, I mean, I think it's a little bit it's a little crazy. I I thought based on everything anyone was saying that Aguero was going to be out longer. He's not. So, I mean, I guess it just that, – that's to me, that's your biggest headache. Sterling, Raheem Sterling, Scott, your favorite player. Yes. Uh, he has played no. 45 minutes plus six out of the last seven games. Okay. Yeah. Um, that's fairly consistent. It's more consistent than I would have thought. He started sure. the last four. He did not play when they played Liverpool. Sure. Ironically – Ironically, he came up maybe with a headache or something. That game had to be rested, right? Hey, I'd be scared to go back there, too. Bottom line is, Sterling has six goals on the year. Yeah. He's tied with Harris Kane. Two-time Golden Boot consecutive winner, Harris Kane. Sure. He's not going to keep pace with Harry Kane, but your point is, is he valid. He shouldn't, but for a price tag of 8.1, total 50 Five zero total fantasy points. Holy smokes! Give me some points per pound. Give me some Raheem Sterling. Valid point. And yet, their next two matches: midweek Champions League hosting Napoli, mm-hmm. and then in the Premier League they host Burnley. Of those two opponents, which one will probably get the number one lineup? If you had to pick one, I guess we'll find out. But I would assume it's the Champions League. I would too. I would too. And as dangerous as Burnley has been against top clubs on the road this year, I think you know if you can't play the same lineup three matches in a row, three matches in a week. Napoli's a tough. You're going to rest against Burnley. They're going to be competing with Napoli, I believe. I can't remember their Champions League lineup. If there's only a way I could look that up quickly, I uh, but I, but Napoli, I have to believe, is a one of the top teams in their in their group playing Champions League. And they're playing at Napoli this week. I, they have to show up with a good lineup. And, and let me add this thought in there, too. There's no guarantee Sergio Aguero will make the lineup, even if he's healthy. We have seen him benched for Jesus before. Yeah. However, if he is inserted and the two of them are playing together up front, which we also saw before, who in that midfield's coming out? That's a question that has to be asked. Probably Sane. It's Sane. It, it's, right? it's yeah. It's probably Sane, uh, uh, just based on what Pep has already done. But it only took Sane a couple times to to show, remind everyone how amazing he was at the end of last season. Right. And so now that he's, I mean, he just looked great. I mean, they all. Everyone looks great. They all. They, it's the turnaround from uh, the last thirty minutes of them against Bournemouth. To right now, uh, is it doesn't even it it feels like something, um, I don't know, supernatural ha- happened. And before them. before anyone gives them the title in mid October, I like that reminder about that Bournemouth match because it's a long season that will come back. I'll tell you why it's they, a long season. They should have drawn. They should have drawn against Bournemouth. They should be still tied at twenty points on Man- with Manchester United. There's a team out there that have had two goals score on them in eight games. They they have seven out of eight clean sheets. That's the team at this point I would put my money on. PSG. They're really good to win the title. 
Speaking of, from one extreme to another, Liverpool, nil. Manchester United, nil. Good match for the defenders and goalkeepers, not so much for any attacking threats. The only thing that could have made this game more frustrating for everyone is if someone like, I don't know, if if it had been Emre Chan or, yes. if, or if Trent Alexander-Arnold had subbed in to score the goal. Not for me. Or that a, would have been the only. That would have been the or only a, way. Or a Jesse Lingard goal. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like because all of the all of the main all of the main offensive players for for Liverpool and, and, and not only did anything, but they all subbed off. So that's really frustrating for everyone. Uh, but if you, for whatever reason, I mean, Phil Jones yet another week where Phil Jones is a pure question mark going into the into the morning. The question. Question Look, posed just directly start. to Fantasy Premier League in the morning was, who is a good replacement for Phil Jones? People were asking that early, early Saturday morning. It's because he was potentially not going to play. And then he plays. And, then and, he, then he plays. and, then he and plays. anyone that had him, likely a lot of people benched him, I'm yep. sure, yep. based on, on injury and also and matchup. And he yep. ends up playing. And he ends up getting a bonus point. But I'm starting to think this is not the first time that he's been you know, pseudo questionable or doubtful going into game time and he plays. I just at this point play him and then have a sub ready to come on for him. Is he the defender of the season so far? There's not even a question. He has seven of eight clean sheets. I know he doesn't have the most defender points, but I'm saying at a five point one price. I think I think has he gone up? Brian, he's third. Five point two, you're right. He's third overall in points. I know. Well, what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I just feel like he was a guy that that was, you know, I just feel like not many people, people, we, like, you're paying attention to him because you're paying attention to who Manchester United defenders are because they, they did exactly the same thing they did last year. They started really strong with a ton of clean sheets. He was the one guy that was like, well, as long as he's not injured, he, you know, Mourinho seems to like him, and here he is. Brian, S- Phil Jones has played every minute of every game this season. He is playing unless he has a broken leg or a lacerated forehead. All right. Uh, it seems weird to me that he only has five bonus points for the season so far. I mean, I know that's, a, that's a still a decent amount, but I feel like he's one of those guys that he in their in-clean-sheet-type matches, it seems like that's the kind of guy that... Uh, Were the- that's going to get bonus points. Were there any controversial calls in this? Should there have been some fantasy uh, impact uh, with Lukaku potentially getting sent off? Any opinions on that? Lukaku should have at least gotten a yellow card whenever he whenever he Cobra Kai karate Joe Gomez, for yeah, sure. Agreed. I mean, he swept both legs, which doesn't even include either his challenge in on Lovren. He had two two uh, questionable. Oh yeah, that's challenge. true. Martin Atkinson worked really uh, I hard. I mean, that, that was the that one was tougher too decipher i think he at least should have got a yellow if not ejected martin atkinson worked really hard not to get involved in this game at all there was some questionable there was no penalty on coutinho coutinho was taken down in the box could have been a penalty wasn't called this could have been a very different match if martin atkinson had decided to bring his whistle onto the pitch Mm. but he chose not to thanks a lot martin atkinson but hey fantasy wise i don't think anyone's minds are changed on anything no unless you're still a Firmino owner. I wonder who that could be who's still owning him at this point. Because let me tell you, thanks, Roberto Firmino, for nothing. Is this your I've Roberto st- Firmino moment? I've stuck with you 
thinking that one day, surely one day, you're going to break out of this 2-2-2-1-2 slump. You know what hasn't happened? You've continued to suck. This week, Firmino, you are finally sold. I hope I, your ass is sent so far up the river that, that, oh that you never find the end of Brendan Rodgers' bench. See you later, bud. That was a good moment, Dave. Yeah, thanks, Brian. Um, hey, Bre- Brendan Rodgers? Yeah. Okay. That's, that won't be the first time you hear Brendan Rodgers' this pod. Oh, okay. Hey, Scott. Yeah. <laughs> All of the bonus points in this match went to David De Gea and defenders. Yeah. And most of those bonus points went to Liverpool defenders. So three straight starts and three straight 90 minutes for Joe Gomez, Lovren, and Moreno. Uh-huh. Are you buying any Liverpool defender? No. Would you, you own don't... Firmino while we're on questions? Ask ask Scott a uh, Liverpool question. I currently own Firmino. I'm one of the 18.8% who do. You and me. Uh, I'm actually eyeing. I've got two transfers saved up, ready to go next week. Yeah, and too. as we've been sitting here, I've been eyeing up uh, a potential double swap, uh, getting Jesus for Firmino. I know. And selling Kolasinets for for Ward. I was so. I, I told Brian I was tinkering around before the game week was even over for next week because I had two transfers. I, I was one tenth of a billion dollar away from getting Sterling. And Jesus hmm. couldn't do it. Yeah, oh, and, and that that would be get ridding a get getting rid of Ali and Firmino, cutting That's dead weights. Sure, I yeah. think you're selling low on uh, uh, Ali, which is good. But I think if you hold on to him, you still might get some reward there. Firmino hey, is a little less certain. Is there anyone in United midfield worth owning? Not until Pogba comes back. In fact, you should probably... What about Mkhitaryan? He's, that's what I was going to say. He's been you, put on ice. Oh, no, I know. That's what I was about to say. You should add Mkhitaryan to the list of... Uh, to your. You could easily sub uh, Roberto Firmino out for, for Henrik Mkhitaryan. Yeah, but they play, they're play. they classified as two different positions. I'm saying that the same thing applies, though. Oh, understood. They're on a, they're on a long, he's on a long streak here of... Of threes. Of, and it's and I wonder if it has anything to do with the fact that, that Paul Pogba's not around. Yeah, yeah. In other when words, like pa- for, maybe when Firmino's Pogba, when Pogba value, comes back, Firmino's value seems to be when Mane's in the field, right? Firmino's best games is when Mane's playing. You could argue Mkhitaryan's best games were was was when Pogba was playing. Is that fair? Yeah, it's been that way. That's the way it sure looks. But, but Pogba makes the whole – Pogba made the entire Manchester United team better. So, I mean, there's nothing – I mean, you're, they're just going to do exactly what they did uh, to, with teams like Liverpool, find the biggest bus they can park. No Mata in the starting lineup for, for Manchester United. Right, oh, but – The bus that, was, was solid. I mean, United's defense is good. But for long stretches of this match, all four defenders were inside the 18-yard box. They were tight. They were compact. They were in a straight line. Yeah, but they and were it's amazing more... too without without Bailly, who was a, a late yeah. uh, absence from the from no, the defense too. It was it was it was honestly smart tactically because they let Liverpool have the wings, and they knew Liverpool's never going to score a goal by crossing it into the box. Right. You're so totally they put right. all four defenders in the 18-yard box. 
basically lined them up in a row and said, go ahead and, and cross it in. We'll head it out every time. Yeah. And it, it rarely did they come close. Liverpool, that is, to scoring a goal. Liverpool lacks a, a tall striker type of a guy to to blast in heads. I mean, headed balls. I mean, that, that's just not something that – that. well, I mean, that's been like that for a while, right? I mean, that's sure. just not been Liverpool's game. Listen, credit to Mourinho – Look, he's not scared to change up his tactics, change up his lineup to get a result away. He has shown that over and over and over again. One point at Anfield, and you're the you know, you'll take all day, yeah. right? Especially as a top six club. Yeah, no, no, not even a question. Tottenham one, Bournemouth nil. The lone goal from Christian Eriksen. At least they can, even if they haven't lifted the curse, they can start chipping away at it one game at a time. At least it's a little bit more positive. It's true. It's true. Christian Eriksen, top scoring midfielder currently. Yep. Uh, I mean, he's at a 9.7, but that shouldn't scare anyone away. Obviously still worthy of owning even at that price. He yeah, continues, sure. continues to go up. Um, Kane was one of many leading forward to underperformed this week, but that that's not a big deal in the bigger picture, right? No, it's just this, this was one of those weeks. It just seemed like... It had to be this week. Again, you'd say it again. This week is the week. This is the time. Finally, it's over. And it's not. It's still... Like, how many more goals can that guy score? And it's not just because it's... It's not just about September. I mean, he just did it. It's it's still the same story over and over again. It's got to stop. Doesn't Listen. it? At some point, what, can't him, it? Hit him not being able to score at Wembley? Yes. Listen, right now, you just got to play Harris Kane away. So this I week mean, when uh, Liverpool comes to town, he might not be the greatest play. But at United, he'll probably drop a hat trick. I, he, if, if there was a, I guess, Nathan Ake got a little, got a little pushy with him. And, you know, he, there was at least the argument could be made uh, that Harry Kane could have drawn a penalty. But. I mean, at least they got the win. Uh, Karen Trippier continues to thrive and thrive and thrive. Two it's bonus true. points for Trippier this match. Aria's suspension was over. He's on the bench. And Karen Trippier is still, still plugging along. Hey, tough luck, everybody. Ben Davis uh, not out in the field because of an illness. I know we all saw that coming because they talked about That's practically all they talked about all week long in there. Injury and illness protocols because Ben Davis <laughs> uh, illness that we know that he had that um, we all read hey, about and heard you about. Wanna, you want to talk about hot and cold, that guy. That guy. Hold on. Can I talk about Trippier's last five games? Karen Trippier's good, man. 10-6, Very good. At 5.5? Give me some Karen Trippier. Look. Is there any danger, though, now that Dave has said that and potentially cursed him, of Trippier just coming out at random times. Yeah, there is. Because uh, we can also skip ahead a little bit for injury. Danny Rose, Pochettino says this week he'll, he will likely be on the bench versus Madrid. Now things are going to get interesting. REA is back off suspension. Karen Trippier and Ben Davis are, are I mean, we'll see. I mean, he's not going to throw Danny Rose straight in for for a, a, a lot of time, I don't think, especially not against Real Madrid. But I mean, not now. If there's rotation time, it's with it's it's starting next week. 
And I don't see a lot of rotation among the attacking options for Spurs, but I do see it in the defense, especially. Yeah. Well, just, and not, not Alderweireld, Vertonghen, right. Davinson, Sanchez. As long as those guys are healthy, those guys are playing. It's in the wingbacks. Yep. Yeah. It's entirely wingbacks. We'll see. Agreed. So, Dave, you can take some Kieran Tripp here, but just know you might get some zeros and ones if you do. Um, is there, we're back to where we were with, with Bournemouth. There is nothing to do. There's, there's no one. There's almost nothing to do with them unless, to me, you're going to commit to Charlie Daniels, and that's it. I, I agree. There 100%. is no There is no Josh King. There is no Jermaine Defoe. I mean, they're there. They're, they're just not performing. The midfield is the same as it was before. Yeah. It is It is a, a wasteland. A bunch of white English dudes. And that's it. Yeah. There is nothing about the... It's it's so sad. It's Bournemouth such a sadness. Is 19th in the table. There's it's sad. Bournemouth is one point higher in the table, one point than the hapless Crystal Palace, which we'll get to. One point. That's not good, Bournemouth. You come on up the cherries. What are you doing? There is no up the cherries. What are you this doing, year, Eddie Howe? Let Get me it just, together. Let me just. Well, he's got to make himself. You know available. what's going on, Scott? Do you know what? Do you realize what's happening? Think about this. Yeah. Eddie Howe now. He's exhausted. He's back he now is having. He's having to play games for Newcastle <laughs> and manage Bournemouth. <laughs> to um, explain for those who don't know, uh, we are pointing out the fact that Matt Ritchie of Newcastle and Eddie Howe look. Very, very. And Matt similar. Ritchie used to play for them, and it was so confusing because you never could tell <laughs> who was managing and who was playing. If there's a time, however, this is the time. For what? Because between now, between between this coming oh, week okay, and you. week 16, this this stretch of matches for Bournemouth uh, ease up significantly. And this is so. why I like that we look ahead to the schedule because you've got to keep the bigger picture in mind. You can look like we knew Crystal Palace was going to suck over the last month and a half because of their schedule. But there are still more matches to come. There are times for uh, positive results to occur, which perfectly leads into our next match. Crystal Palace 2, Chelsea 1. As Piliqueta with an own goal, Wilfried Zaha with the yeah. match winner. Bakayoko scoring his first, but in the loss. Brian, you have been asking week after Man. week, Zaha, come back, Zaha, come back. Here he was, and can I just point out, that goal that he scored, if Benteke is playing up front and doesn't, not Zaha, doesn't score Benteke hesitates and gives up the ball. He turns it over. Zaha is decisive. He put it in the net. Gives Crystal Palace. Crystal the win. Palace has a new striker. Listen, His name is Wilfred Zaha. Isn't that crazy? Listen, I don't want to. I don't want to get too ahead of things here, but similarly, only it's slightly better for Crystal Palace. The next ten weeks of matches, they have. They play at Spurs. Other than that, there is not one match between now and Week Nineteen. Match, yeah, match week 19. Because they played all the hard ones already. I'm Scott, telling you. Scott and would argue that, that Crystal Palace, that is a home game. For and I, listen, I'm, 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 not trying to get, I'm not trying to get too, too far ahead of myself myself. But <laughs> Zaha has not, like, he comes back immediately to huge impact. Yeah. 
There was no Ruben Loftus cheek in this match, which we talked about that because he couldn't play against the you know his his, his parent loaning, team. his loaning club. Yeah, I to me, Christian Benteke, who oh, the yeah. way that Ruben Loftus cheek has looked in the matches he's played up to this point, he's been uh, by far the the one guy that you would say that guy looks real. Everyone else is struggling. Even whenever they've struggled, he's looked like he's not struggled. Those two together. Now, with this run of matches coming, oh, man, I, I'm going to I, – to me, Zaha at 6.7 is is an absolute steal. Do I chase no his goal? I want to doubt. chase his goal, Brian. Do I, mean, I chase his goal? I, I'll tell you right. Yes, why not? Their schedule is great, and this is a difference because this game was at Chelsea, okay? This wasn't at home. No, this game was – This game – this game this was at home. This wasn't at Chelsea. This game, they were playing Chelsea at home. Yeah. Okay. A Chelsea team that is sort of has been kind of struggling of late, right? But man, no one's been struggling worse than Palace. They hadn't even scored a goal until this game That's all true. season. Wilfred Zaha shows up in the lineup, and it's almost like everyone was just energized and more confident on the field. And it showed throughout the rest of the game. And maybe the fact that Wayne Hennessy wasn't in goal and Speroni was. That's true. That might have been a difference as well. Well, because I, they scored No one their loves goals, to let in goals like Wayne Hennessy. Because they scored their goals, you will not hear us give the Cameron Durham Wasteful That's it. They broke it. They broke To the, a Palace player. That's, that's correct. Right. Yep. Absolutely. I don't know, man. Uh, to me... I, I, I don't think six point seven to me. This is not because it's not chasing a goal. You're to me. It's you're getting Wilfred Zaha, and he's who a midfielder, was, correct? Who Who's had fresh? Who was in uh, uh, probably solidly a top five player for the summer? He was one of the right. one of the seemingly necessary midfielders entering this season. Agreed. He was in so many rosters to start the season. Uh, it's just that what could have been. That's all you can think is what. How different would it have looked for them had he been there and not had a knee injury since the since the sixty fifth minute of the first match. Yeah. I mean, if this is the kind of uh, the pace and the precision that he brings to the team, it, it shows instantly when he gets healthy again. I, I don't know. It's going to be so hard to get that guy for me, but I. I might try to find a way. <laughs> his ownership <laughs> currently. This week. His ownership, 2.8%. He, of so course it should have been. Everyone it, should have bailed on him. And even even going into this match, he wasn't a guarantee. It's not like they talked about him all week, like he was going to definitely be I starting agree. and playing the whole match. Yeah. And and here he is. He it's going to be really thing. interesting to see uh, if this Scott is chasing goals. Or if this is something with their schedule, they've kind of had some hard knocks. If, you, if this is going to breed a little confidence, getting a win, yeah. Uh, again, and, and it's easy to overreact. It's, but here's the that, thing: though, at six point seven, yes, it's exactly. Not, it's not a big rea- overreaction. Yes, exactly. At that price, and as a midfielder potentially playing a forward position. Yes, and that's another thing I was going to say. He's yeah. if he's going to start playing up there because yes. all the rest of their strikers are hurt and they got no choice. Right. Chase the goal. Yep. There is uh, no yeah. There is no Benteke anywhere in sight. Even if Zaha puts up zeros for the next three weeks, which won't happen, 
I still won't say it was a bad decision to buy him now, given the upside. The only thing they could do is because Loftus Cheek is coming back next week, that Loftus Cheek plays more centrally forward and they move Zaha out to out to a wing. But even still, I don't know that it really matters. I feel like it's going to be to me. It seems about the same. He looks so dangerous, man, up there. It's right. It's not. It, he was the most fouled yeah. player. I mean, that's an amazing statistic that he was. He yeah. was fouled the most of anyone in the Premier League last year. That's yeah. that's nuts. Hey, if you're a Chelsea fan, are you concerned at all that Conte, N'Golo Conte, def- defensive midfielder, N'Golo Conte is your your top scoring fantasy midfielder? Uh, He's got one yeah. goal. On the uh, season you, and zero you the, assists. You mean the recently injured N'Golo Conte? That's who, my... as soon as he steps off the field for Chelsea, they lose at Crystal Palace? <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Murata's not there. I was going to say, it's not just Conte. Conte's not too. there. Uh, hell, hey, I mean, you would think that Hazard hasn't been playing. Uh, no, no, he's been in the lineup. He's yeah, been his, playing. His return was not as eventful It is no. as Zaha's was. Listen, there's a few teams kind of – kind of waffling right now not looking good chelsea's one of them the other thing is this <clears throat> chelsea's defenders have always gotten a lot of credit uh because of their high scoring chelsea's had out of their eight games this season they've only had three and i say three clean sheets that is not good because their schedule has not been that tough three clean sheets out of eight that is way behind a lot of other teams and when you're not putting goals in now and you're still giving up goals and your Chelsea defenders that are really expensive aren't getting clean sheets man uh that that's not a good tons of people place chased, where you want to be tons of people chased uh Dave as Pilaqueta's assists and uh his recent performance and you're rewarded with a minus one yeah, uh I know that goal. from my my draft league score of Dave as uh, Cesar. What am I? Th- I'm not Dave. Uh, no, but that. Yeah, that, I mean, shout out to everyone who chased Marcus Alonso's brace against Tottenham, because uh, that's a lot. That's a lot of money to spend on that dude, and to get I don't think anything since. Man, that, not, that nothing guy, since that guy hasn't scored anything significant you're talking about the brace back in match week two yes that's what i mean (laughs) but after that it was oh man this guy really is dangerous and other than the clean sheets that they've gotten as far as i know he has no other attacking returns i mean you're going to get clean sheets every once in a while any defense will get a clean sheet eventually but he's done nothing since it's just a lot of money to spend on those guys and uh They're looking you're, rough, man. You're you're spending this year's money. Chelsea's in trouble on last year's performance. Yeah, and it's not paying off for you this year. Yeah, Chelsea. Chelsea I'm has some gonna, issues. I'm not going to say they're in trouble. They've had some erratic results, but they're still Chelsea. Remember where they were at this time last year. There's still hope for them, but right now I'm not high. In I mean, I guess they could terms formation change again. Maybe that would help them. What if what if somebody that's a Chelsea defender says to you, Dave, hey, scoreboard, where are they on the table? And where are your guys on the table? Well, they got they got Arsenal and goal differential. All I'm saying is to me, this is it's of course they're gonna struggle and it doesn't help them at all as long as N'Golo Conte's out. Uh Murata, we can talk about that more later, but Murata should be back 
next week, yeah. which is good for them. Hey, I'm going to close this match out by giving Roy Hodgson, a man that I berated in our last pod for the way that he acted when his team was losing. Uh, I'm going to give him a little bit of love and give him the final word on this match with wow. the manager quote of the week. Okay, sure. I mean, they won their match. There was okay. much to celebrate. Yeah. So let me just uh, let me just read his post-match quote here. I don't drink an awful lot these days. Red wine isn't the best thing to drink if you want to keep your calories low. Oh. But I'll enjoy a glass tonight because I enjoyed watching my boys play well and I'm proud of their performance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, he, it all, they had to be. And, you know, in fairness to Crystal Palace, there's a few results that they were close to getting a result. It just didn't happen for them. But, yeah. <laughs> hey. We learned a lot about Roy Hodgson Roy. in that quote that we didn't need to know. Yeah. Well, go ahead and drink a glass. Yeah. Well, not now. Hopefully that he already did. Well, sure. He already yeah. did. Yeah. Watford 2, Arsenal 1. Brace yourself, Brian. Uh, okay. Dave's wrath is coming. Troy Deeney with a penalty kick. Tom Cleverly also credited with the goal. Per Murdersacker, not enough for Arsenal. Watford get the three points at home. Uh, of all the shout-outs that you can shout out, the loudest shout-outs this week go to the five people who triple captained Per Mertesacker. No, that they is, did not. That is, that, that's impossible. That's Fantasy Premier League's own uh, come on. own statistic that they that, that they put out is just the most before. Ridiculous. They tweeted it prior to the match and said, "Do they know something that we that no one else knows?" And <laughs> and sure enough, he gets the headed goal. I mean, he finished with nine points. I mean, that, it's not the greatest triple captain you're going to get, but I mean, that's come on, that's not a waste. Those that's are, not a waste at all. Those are that is some that is some stones, man. How how often are you going to see Murdisacker's name in a lineup in a 27 underneath it? That's just not going to happen. Um, I'm going to give a. I made up a, a segment for this match. I know I just gave out the manager quote of the week. This is something we do on a regular basis because managers are very quotable, but. I have to create something called the player quote of the week here. Okay, uh, Dave, I'd love to get your response on what Troy Deeney, goal scorer Troy Deeney, uh, said. How did, I, how did I know that this was coming? He said, I've heard Wenger's already saying the penalty is the reason they lost. A penalty was awarded. He scored it. it. It was a weak penalty. This is me now. It was a weak penalty, I'll, I'll admit. But let me start again with Deeney. I've heard Wenger's already saying the penalty is the reason they lost. Well... I'm not going to be one to tell Mr. Wenger himself, but there's a reason they lost, and it wasn't because of one penalty. It's having a bit of cojones. Whenever I play against Arsenal, I'll go up and think, let me whack the first one and see who wants it. That's his perspective in playing Arsenal. What say you, Dave? Well, he's not wrong. Is this your Arsenal moment? You speak to Arsenal's soft nature... On a pretty regular basis in your Arsenal moment. That's true. Troy Deeney is basically saying what you're saying. It's just that it's different when a goal-scoring opponent says it post-match, right? Well, no, look, in, uh, I will give Troy uh, some credit because I have berated Arsenal at times for not being tough enough. That hasn't happened this season yet. Okay. However... Should it, should it now? I feel like Deeney who, out of the last, at least, as far as I can tell, recent meetings, according to the EPL website, okay. in the last uh, couple recent meetings, Watford technically has won the last two. So credit to them. 
Mm-hmm. But the games before that, they lost 3-1, 4-0, and 3-0. So if Deeney was referencing at least the last two games that Watford beat Arsenal 2-1, I guess he could be right. But I'm not sure how any other games pass that, which he was playing for the club, that there was any credit. But, uh, look, if he wants to dump on and pile on, that's fine. At some level, though, like there's been times I wanted to, to bang on Wenger, and everyone wants to every time Arsenal has a bad result, oh, fire Wenger, Brian. Fire him. He must have some dirt. He must have some dirt on somebody because he continues to keep his job. That's just a bunch of hooey. So, and the reason why I say that is this. Listen, he started a decent lineup. That lineup should go out there and win. He, it, it's a decent lineup and a good formation. That lineup should go out and win. And they pretty fairly dominated the first half. It looked it looked like a lot of Arsenal was about to happen again in this match, and it didn't. It, just, it didn't ne- happen. It just never took off. It didn't happen. And you, and you can blame one guy. That guy is? The guy that Scott's going to blame in this new segment that we like to call The Cameron away, Jerome, Scott. wasteful player no. of the week of work. And, and this is completely deserved. Mesut Ozil. I wouldn't have put him in the game. I wouldn't have played him. Blame, blame, blame. What the hell is wrong blame, with Theo Walcott? Blame Daniel, Danny, uh, Danny Sturridge Welbeck. Blame thighs and what hamstrings. Does, what does Walcott have to do to get a start? He needs Every to single sign for time Liverpool. he yes. has gotten in there <laughs> yeah. in cup matches or Europa matches this year and or bef- prior, he's performed. I take back my Walcott statement. Oxley chamberlains not starting, so exactly. Walcott wouldn't either. But the point still remains the same. Ozil had a shot. Oh, I know. On goal. No conviction behind it whatsoever. Uh-uh. It was never going to go He's in that net. He's as soft as wet toilet paper. Messit Urzel, I'm on board with you, Dave. He should never see the pitch again for I Arsenal. agree. I've been saying this. He's going to be great for Manchester United so in I'll January. I'll say this. I'll take back a little bit what I said. You're right. Probably right. I'll take back what I said. He should have never subbed him in. And so, Wenger, piss on you for doing that. But other than <laughs> fire, that. Fire Wenger. <laughs> I'm not firing you for that. That was a stupid decision. Listen, for all the haters that want to hate on Arsenal right now, keep hating because guess what? We're still ahead of Liverpool on the table, and we're tied, mm. with, we're tied with a, a failing Chelsea. You're tied with Liverpool as well. No. There's four clubs at 13 points. Oh, that's true, that's true, that's true. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. My, I'm, I'm, whatever. Fifth through eighth. Look, that's fine. Points. Fine. Bottom line is this. Bottom line is this. They're still Okay. They're still okay, and they don't have a good enough team to win the league. I know this. I'm okay this, with that. Look, but this, they're, they're going to make top four. Listen, Tottenham's sitting up there, and they're third. Wow, and their third spot. That is bold, man. Top four. Absolutely, they're going to make top four. They're going to pass Watford. I mean, it might take a few weeks to pass Watford and stay ahead of Chelsea and Liverpool. Chelsea's a sinking ship. I think you're I think you're being a little dramatic. On Liverpool. Chelsea. Liverpool's a good team. They struggle without Mane, and and so they need Mane to come back. Yeah, but Liverpool's an excellent team. Chelsea's a sinking ship, and Watford. I mean, come on, how long are they going to be able to stay up there? Well, are we are we expecting them to Leicester their way up there? No, no. Okay, exactly. Right. So, you know what? Uh, Watford can enjoy this ride. I'm not hating on Watford. Marco Silva's a hell of a manager. So yeah, he's outstanding. 
It can continue to ride this. DeCray's good. Richarlison's good. We love them fantasy-wise. Absolutely. The best move I made this past week was yep. uh, selling Matt Ritchie and bringing in Richarlison. There's yep. two-tenths difference, which I had in the bank. Listen, look. Right now, you'd, you'd rather own more Watford players than you would Chelsea or Arsenal players. Or Liverpool. Uh, no, I'm I'm serious. I mean, I, it's I, interesting you're saying that, and I'm the one that's a little maybe hesitant the, maybe on equal that. numbers of Liverpool players at this point. I'm not owning more. I own two Liverpool players. I'd easily own two Watford players. I only own one, but in the draft league, I own Decore and Richarlison in yeah. my midfield, which seems crazy, but not when they're in no, fourth. It, they've been playing well, and I own Kiko Feminia as a defender, which hasn't been horrible either. Yeah. So, can, I, can I close the book on Urzel, our Cameron Jerome Wasteful Player of the yes, Week Award winner? Yeah, that's right. We never truly got to get to that. Uh, in the last four matches, he's played a total of 36 minutes, which is right, but 29 of them was in this past match. Uh, he has one point per pound currently on the season. One point per pound. Ten points, 9.3 is his price. One, one other thing that... that caught my attention at the start of this match and I, and I, I thought it was going to break but Brian had brought up this stat before that he had gotten from somewhere I would, I would love to give credit to 442 stat zone but they closed down such a shame because that was such a fantastic site wasn't it Brian? A stat, uh, the, just the stat zone 442 yeah. still exists oh, okay, stat right. zone is no longer well, keeping bottom track line of is so stats. I can't remember who we need to give credit to but fair enough it's not our stat the fact that Arsenal has not, since they've bought Alexis Sanchez, Brian, correct me if I'm wrong, yep. but since they bought Alexis Sanchez, every game that neither Sanchez or Ozil had started, mm -hmm. they had not um, gotten a win. It was either a draw or a loss. That's just a crazy stat. So I, so I saw the starting lineup. I'm like, oh, boy, well, we're going to test it out. <laughs> we're going to test it out today. And sure enough, that's exactly what happened. So... Um. Anyways, you know what? Our yeah, I was bummed. That goes into the the whole. That just poured poured heaping coals onto me as I'm also an American U.S. men's national team. We're not fan. talking about that. Nothing happened. Um, <laughs> people like I feel this desire to sell Kolasinets. Mm -hmm. He put up a one. This negative Arsenal result has added to that desire. But yeah. honestly, that's not really fair to him. 11, 5, 6, and 6 in the four matches prior to that. No, that's true. I, I, it's, it's, hard, it's hard to get really excited about it, though, because we know for sure, and this is skipping ahead also, but we know for sure Mustafi's going to be out for a while. Yeah. Uh, Koscielny is still struggling, seems to obviously be struggling. Uh, he subbed off early uh, in this match. I mean, if there's any sense of uh, uh, an extended Rob Holding placement in the defense for Arsenal, they've got some problems too. Uh, it's, I don't think that's going to happen. Either way, the the issue the issue is, I mean, I just don't know how how much you can trust either of the like a, any of those guys after this kind of performance. The only silver lining would be. There, like you said, no Ramsey, no no Sanchez. Uh, I mean, this could just be a uh, just an Arsenal brain fart 
that they recover from in the next few matches. Their schedule still isn't bad. It's not like they've got anything coming up that you look at and you're like, oh, man, this is like a a horrible run of matches that they've got. It's So they play at Everton next week. Are you worried about that? Not necessarily, but I feel like at some point Everton's going to turn the corner and start playing some football. And why not against the softest team of softies of all time? (laughs) That's fair enough. I mean, fair enough. Yeah, I mean, then home Swansea. Then they do actually have. I mean, the fact that they at City and then then City City and Spurs. But I mean, Burnley, Huddersfield. I I don't. I just feel like I just feel like four of their next six are are matches that you're like that's not too bad. Maybe at the at the very least, hold on for two matches and then sell. Yeah. Yeah. Burnley won. West Ham won. The goal scorers, Chris Wood, and Mikhail Antonio. This one was fun. Um, I stood up and cheered Stuart Atwell in this match. Thank you, Stuart Atwell, for putting a yellow card in Andy Carroll's face on both elbows. Yep. Hey. Both elbows. Hey. You know what? Credit to Stuart Atwell. Credit to this pod. Yes. Hey, you know what? Go ahead and give it a clap. I'm going to give our podcast a clap because <laughs> we have been championing the no elbows forearms to the face rule right i mean we've been saying cut, take it out of the game cut it out draw a line in the sand and you know what yeah it happened here and then it also happened which we'll get to in the brighton game yeah hey this stuff get it out of the game yep. carol doesn't need his forearms at head height to right. jump the right. only time it's acceptable is if it's zlatan other than that, it is absolutely not okay. Because Zlatan needs to protect his yeah, figure. What are you going to do? You're going to attack Zlatan? He should be able to do what he wants. <laughs> oh, boy. You uh, know, I've enjoyed a Zlatan-free pod largely for this no, season so far. No, he can't come back Oh, he'll enough. come up again, I promise. <laughs> uh, I have a Scott stat of the day to give you. And now it's time for Scott's stat of the day. Whoa, bring it, significant, bringing up a segment we haven't seen in a while. I know. Significant to uh, to fantasy in particular. The stat is the number 51. 51. This is the touches that Joe Cork had in the game? Is it the number of hairstyles that Andy Carroll has had in the last three years? Nice call, Brian. He's had one hairstyle in the last three years. Oh, no. He hasn't Man he had, bun. Hasn't he had cornrows a couple times? <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> but I'm going to uh, I Google did like it. that Men in Blazers this week pointed out that he it looks like he frosted the tips of his man bun. <laughs> they're the best oh i am seeing cornrows and pictures on google he's much younger though uh hey no 51 back to my stat of the day you yeah. ready joe hart became the 51st goalkeeper in the premier league to provide an assist it's largely why he ended up with a score of nine in this match his last five, six, six, one, six, nine. We all bailed on him during the month of August when he scored zero, one, two. But just like Harry Kane, he is the cane of goalkeepers. Wow. Six, six, one, six, nine. Thanks to an assist, the fifty-first goalkeeper to provide one. Look, man, you go, he, Joe had, Hart. he had four saves. They conceded a goal. He should have had three points. That's it. But because he gets the assist. He ends up with a full three bonus, bonus points. points. That is so dumb. <laughs> that, is so, that is so dumb. 
And good on Antonio. No, no, no. I, I want Antonio to succeed. I want him to succeed everywhere, in life, on the pitch. I want and Mikel Antonio. Yeah. It really is one of my favorite people. I'm going to get him on the pod one day. I have a question, Guaranteed. Brian. Yeah. I, have a, I have a question. This is a very important question. Yeah. If ABC, the television network here in the United States, yeah. was able to get Mikel Antonio, for whatever reason, go with me, yeah. to appear on Dancing with the Stars, because I am thinking about his goal celebration. Yeah. If they got him to appear on Dancing with the Stars, would you actually watch it? Isn't there a Dancing with the Stars, a, a British equivalent? There has to be. There might right? be. Why are you? Well, you're deflecting my question. Absolutely. No, I would not because this is not. <laughs> you an, would too. You this totally. This is not an NFL you football. Totally would. This is not an All NFL. Right, listen, wait, wait. Listen. Let me add to this. If Aaron Cresswell was his dance no, partner, now we're talking. <laughs> Look, Aaron Cresswell is not pretty enough to this be. This is not an partner. NFL football podcast, but, such a weird but couple. as a Steelers fan, Antonio Brown, another Antonio that I love, was on Dancing with the Stars. He won Dancing with the Stars, and or did he win? He, no, he did not win. Who won that? Who won? I don't know. But Rashad Jennings won this past year. I don't care. I do. Antonio Brown was on. I did not watch that. I, there's no way in the world you would want to. I don't want to watch that, no matter what. I have to say how, one how more did thing. You not know that. Hometown. I know that Rashad Jennings won. Okay, well then don't don't poo poo that. I'm just not going to admit that I know that. Oh, at least I don't have to be the first the tough one to guy. Play the tough guy. Hey, I'm going to actually uh, fall on my sword now. Okay. Speaking of playing the tough okay. guy. Okay. All right. I'm going to give out my fantasy half point in a place where you would least expect, gentlemen. I have to tell you something else. I know I let off the pod with a story about DraftKings. I have to tell you another story about something that happened over social media during this last international. Oh break. boy. For two pods in a row, in the recaps of match weeks six and seven, Brian, uh-huh. you identified a Burnley defender as Scott Ward. Uh huh. I thought I did that. Well, I think Brian did the second time at the very least. No, you're talking about we're talking about Stephen. Well, I'll get to that. Okay. I corrected you by saying, no, no, that's Joel Ward. <laughs> Wonderful. This is true. I said Scott, you said Joel, and it made the intro last pod. <laughs> oh, I forgot about that that's part. That's right. So well, if anyone wants to hear that, all you got to do is listen to the first 10 seconds of the pod, and, and you can hear it last week. We take pride, especially me. I pride myself in Not bringing... screwing up names. Yeah, bringing it, you know, some of the, the <laughs> knowledge. Brian, we, we dedicate a segment on most of our pods to player pronunciations that are difficult, to get Com- them yes, right. Yes. We are all about getting things right. Oh, we totally just F this one up. It's not fair because Joel Ward does play for Crystal Palace. And that's who I was thinking right. of. And Stephen Ward is is a nice man who seems very nice and is, has, we have Third nothing overall bad to score. say about Stephen Ward. Uh, and Scott Dan also uh, is a player. I'm going to give out. I have to give out my fantasy. Is there a Scott Ward anywhere? No. Yeah, I'm sure. I mean, maybe, but maybe just not, not some in, obscure NBC not in drama. Premier League football? No. <laughs> I have to give out my fantasy half point right now to one of our listeners who reached out to us on Twitter. His name's Barry McNeil. Yeah. Fellow Irishman hey, like Stephen Ward. Yes, thank you. And uh, he was the first one to point out to us that we weren't saying it right. Uh, he was very kind about it, and that's why I want to give him my fantasy half oh, point. Yeah. Thank that's, you, Barry, for he, taking it easy on our dumbness. Well, he he gets our pod. He understands that there are things, there, there are subtle forms of humor that we insert and don't explain on a sure. fairly regular basis. Sure. 
And so he, he kind of was reaching out like, hey, is that what you're doing here? Because it's not Joel, and you know that, right? Well, and I tried really hard to come up with a way to come onto this pod and say, hey, guys, fooled ya. I knew it was wrong. I just tried to trick you and say Joel. But I, that's not well, true. You know who wasn't tricked? As dumb as you and I sounded doing that, Brian, in the end of that clip, said, well, I'll just call him Steven. If you remember that, you corrected me, and then Are at the serious? end of the clip, Brian goes, "I'll just call him." All right, Steven. fine. I'll find that other half point and give it to YouTube. So, so Brian, so Brian, Brian and Barry, Brian and Barry, Brian and Barry, and and that's really respectful, and especially with with all of the all of the ways that people can be trolls and hateful. I mean, that <laughs> and we have who, our share any, of those. Anybody, we have our share of trolls. Anybody who takes the time to explain gently is is a positive person in this world. So that, hey, that is really awesome. Barry McNeil, consider yourself a friend of the pod. Thank you. Chris Wood scored again. Nick Pope has four bonus points in three of his four matches that he's played since Tom Heaton has gotten hurt. He is 0.6% owned, and there is no Tom Heaton anywhere in sight. They are not rushing Tom Heaton back. Pope for Pope. I would like him to take over as the Roman Catholic <laughs> Pope of all popes. Scott. Yeah. What did I say last week? I don't know. I said you weren't even in the country me last some week. Some Nick Pope. And did you get yourself some Nick Pope? Give me some of some Nick Pope. You did not get yourself some Nick Pope. Stay out of my business, Brian. Look, I'm just so many telling transfers you. weekly. Give me some Nick Pope. Okay, just go get yourself some Nick Pope. If anyone listened to me and got went and got some Nick Pope, you're you're a happy guy this week. All right, what's next? Swansea two, Huddersfield nil. This is an easy one. Tammy Abraham with the brace. Huddersfield continues to tank. Dave, before we started recording, who did I tell you my third forward is? Tammy Abraham. You didn't have to tell me that. I already knew that. Mm-hmm. And what did and you then, call me? What did you call me? Well, I said it was either this. It was either fantasy foolishness or fantasy brilliance, and I wasn't sure which. Mm-hmm. And I, I'm still not sure which I mean, look. Sometimes you can make dumb moves and it still works out. Sometimes you can make smart moves and it doesn't work out. I just don't know what this is. I mean, technically Tammy. he's been on the up. I'll give credit. I'll give credit to you. You picked him up because he's cheap. Yep. And you want to spend your money in other places, which hey, listen, it's credit yep. to you. We hey. all do that. Yep. We all choose places to go cheap on. Yep. I think you picked a good spot to go cheap on. I don't think I would have started him this week, but then again, why not? Why not? He's Hosting playing Huddersfield? at Huddersfield. I mean, he's playing home to Huddersfield. Uh, Any hey. Swansea player that you own is a matchup player. He's a he's a matchup buy. Sure. So Tammy Abraham is a great third forward option and has been for most of the season. Yeah. Five point six is his price. I agree. I Eight agree. two and thirteen in his last three matches. They played Watford, West Ham, Huddersfield. Those aren't terrible matchups. Even though Watford is good, they're still giving up some goals. And so. It's not a bad matchup. I'm not playing him against the top six. I'm not playing him when they play United, which right. they already did. But I'm not. I'm probably not going to play him when they play City. Right. But when they're playing bottom half clubs, I'm playing Tammy Abraham as a third forward in my lineup. And the reason why he's my this we mentioned in our last pod. This is the year of the forward. Last year was the year of the midfielder. So far, this is the year of like the top five forwards. Right. And everyone's trying to get two or three of those forwards. I've chosen to go a different route. I want the differential. 
I've chosen to go with three premium midfielders. And when you do that, you can only have one premium forward, maybe a fringe forward as your second, and then you got to go discount on your third. Right. Tammy Abraham is a great discount forward at 5.6, 5.7, whatever his price ends up being mm-hmm. when you hear this. It's okay to go out and get him and save that money to spend somewhere else. It's a different uh, it's a different tactic than most people are following this year. But hey, you know what? I'm I'm in third place in our nine player league. That's not terrible. Tammy Abraham going into the season was in that was in that same category with Sam Vokes, kind of, but but I would say more more along the lines of the of the Dwight Gale. This is the this is a guy who could as soon as they sold Urente, uh, yep. as soon as that was as soon as that was official, it became basically the Tammy Abraham show. Wilfred Boney can't get back on the nope. can't can't stay on the on the pitch so Washed far. Up. Washed up. Sure, I'm sure he'll I'm sure he'll find time at some point. Nope. But he needs to find a beach home with Ben Teke. It's the Tammy Abraham show yep. for now, and yeah, I don't mind it at all. I mean, if 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 your third striker is not Vardy. In that range of person, or Chicharito, if you're going into the sevens, or yeah. I mean, if you're a complete, if you're a maverick, wild man, and Manolo Gabbiadini is your third guy, uh, if you're not going to do that, then Tammy Abraham, even now at five point seven, he's up, he's up point well, two since the since the start of the season, and and for good reason. Tammy Look where Abraham. he is, he's right behind Jamie Vardy with thirty nine points. Exactly what I was going to say. He's in seventh, one point behind sixth place, Jamie Vardy. Listen. Points per pound, up to this point, no one's close in the forward position. And and Murata's out, right? So that leaves above him Vardy, Harris Kane, Jesus, Lukaku, and Aguero in overall points. He's ahead of Firmino, who's been screwing me every week. I mean, listen, I'll grain $3 billion going, going to Abraham. And the and the upcoming matchups aren't terrible for the next month and a half. I agree completely. So I mean, I and I think he's only getting better. Yeah, I, I really more do. Experience. He's a younger player. Absolutely, continues to get more playing time. Finally, now that he's not at Chelsea for the season. Yeah, and and he continues to get better. I think every game, uh, Scott, way to go! Start the Tammy Abraham train. Way I already to go. did about a month ago, and I'm it's it's paying off. Now I've let you all know about it, so I got to find someone else. Brighton won, Everton won, Anthony Knockart and Wayne Rooney's penalty providing the goals. Uh, they were very, on NBC at least, they were very deliberate about pronouncing the uh, a hard K on Knockart. Knockart. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which, I mean, I mean, we've done that. Who knows? Maybe maybe they like that. Maybe he's, maybe he, maybe he likes We should have done a how to say with him. Are we Everton was robbed, man. How so? I mean, there's not been, there's hardly a more blatant non-penalty than Gilfie Sigurdsson getting his jersey pulled by yes. Pascal Gross. Yes. That as much as we celebrated Andy Carroll's elbows getting called, shirt pulling away from the body also needs to be I mean, pulled, and he, it's an obvious call. He held it, not just like a quick yank. I mean, that was a pull and hold, and it was a jersey stretch that it's it's an absolute miracle that not one of the officials anywhere on the field saw it from any angle. And I don't want to watch a Premier League where I have to say that the only way Gilfie's going to get that call is if he falls to the ground. And flops, I right. agree. Now, that's absolutely should have been Gilfie's first first points for the season. Was I want to say one was more getting, thing. Was getting the assist on Rooney's, Rooney's 
completed. That is nice. I... You can't have it both ways and start to card flopping and then only reward players for fouls when they fall down to the ground. You can't do both. Yeah. Uh, I'm sorry. Gilfie, you're absolutely right. Kudos to you, Gilfie, for being a stand-up individual. Well-deserved assist. He deserved more. Hey, guess who had the assist on Knockhart's goal? Our, our man. How oh, to man. say alumni. Pascal Grob. Again. <laughs> I think the I think it's 83%. I think it's over it's definitely over 80% his goal involvement for Brighton on the season so far. And that's where if it's that high. It it's, doesn't matter how bad the club is, right? It's most of the time. It doesn't matter. No, it doesn't. And he's Any still match cheap. they score a goal, he's going to put some points up on the board for you. Yeah. Even it's, though Brighton's terrible, and I never say to own someone on Brighton because of their results, maybe you do because of that. That's a great statistic, Brian. Man, oh man, I it's it's I I I own him in our draft league, but I of course because I want to lose and I and I hate winning. I I do not own him in our budget league. Hey, Pascal Gross, tenth in the top ten in midfield scoring. Yeah, he should yeah. be Grob. I mean Pascal Grob. Come on, man, say it right. Hey, uh, um. How about Bruno's forearmed DCL? Yeah, Bruno the bully. Bruno the bully. That I kind of have a little beard envy on him. He's got a sweet looking beard, man. He looks like he came straight out of prison and onto the pitch. And uh, <laughs> he, he, honestly, he, that elbow didn't do him any favors. And then the fact the way he argued about it afterwards and continued uh, to argue after the I match was, was hoping, over. I yeah. was hoping Jagielka was going to come up and jack him in the face. Is what I was hoping for. If anyone's going to shank someone, it's Bruno the bully. Um. The villain of the premiere. That League. was brutal and terrible. Yeah, and I hope he gets like a like a ten gamer. That was not good. <laughs> it was not good, but it was Rooney's first points in a while. Uh, getting that he was Rooney was supposed to come off. Rooney would have come off had had, uh, had Knockart not scored. Yeah, and so he stays on. They were about to sub on. Um, come on, who were they about to sub on? Did they sub on Nias? No, yeah, yeah, yeah. They were they, going to take Rooney off, and they changed. They changed course after the goal was scored to leave Rooney on. At least we know. I mean, a lot of people are still selling, and Rooney's down. He's down to seven point three. Everyone, anyone who did have him, uh, people are selling him anyway. But at least you still know. As long as he's on the field, he's going to take the penalties. That's it. That's about the only. That's about the only positive thing you can say about Wayne Rooney. Yep. Brian, is there someone who uh, whose name you're going to help us uh, learn how to pronounce in this uh, pod? Uh, yeah, I am. We can do. We can do a how to say. This is in response to uh, a tweet, right? Yeah. So uh, we played draft fantasy. We used draft fantasy last year for a draft league that didn't uh, didn't end up really happening very much uh but it wasn't bad they have a good app no i can great say experience. that about them. great experience uh and they asked about uh a certain backup goalkeeper for brighton yeah uh, and the the last name looks looks tricky so we should learn we could learn how to say that okay let's do it's it a, it has nearly it no relevance real. it has nearly no fantasy relevance whatsoever but we can still do it it looks real tricky it does look really tricky. Is there going to be music for this kind of thing? I'm sure there will probably be something with some obscure reference you're going to ask for. I probably won't be able to find it, so I'll just go back to the old regular music. But sure, maybe we can do something. 
Um, well, I mean, if you can put some kind of music behind it, then uh, uh, I don't know. What, what do you guys like? You guys like uh, you guys like reggae? <laughs> Yeah, sure. We're not no, doing any we're, more reggae. We're a big reggae fans. No, look, just put on something like, uh, just put on. Um, <laughs> Wait, do they play reggae? Is reggae popular in Trinidad and Tobago? Is if that's the case, we're not I playing reggae. Said... We're not playing reggae if that's the case. It probably is. Mm. All right, look, back to you, put Brian. On, look, since Tom, since Tom Petty just died, just play some Tom Petty. There we go. Free falling. I like that. No, that's so something else is not. You no, know, so that's mainstream. way too mainstream for Brian. Absolutely. I don't like. I mean, that's that's. I can't argue that it's not a good song. Wait, just, let's let Dave sing it. No. Yeah. Brian, this week's how to say thank Uko. Uko. This this week's how to say is harder than it actually is. Who's Uko? Uko? As you well know, everyone knows this. Uko is the Finnish god of sky and thunder. Oh. He's in the same deity range as, say, uh, Thor, maybe Zeus, or even Zlatan Ibrahimovic. <laughs> Zlatan Ibrahimovic. But why are we talking about that? How does that actually help us pronounce this name? It doesn't. You don't need to know a whole lot, except that those two little dots are the diaresis over all those A's. Diaris. Is basically the equivalent sound as the uh, the ash. The, it's the letter that some you've seen sometimes it looks like an A and an E are melting into each other. It's basically just a longer E sound e? than a usual A or A. It's not a A. It's A. It's A. It's not quite the same. It's not quite the same as just an A alone. Hmm. The other thing that might throw you it's probably just from psyching yourself out thinking there is no way in Tuanela that the P is just a regular old P. Tuanela, as everyone knows, you guys are looking at me, it's it's where Finnish people believe to go in the afterlife. Everyone knows. Okay, yeah. Don't so get confused. psyched out. Sure. Just don't get psyched out. Okay. The P well, is where, just a, a where's regular... Where's the afterlife? What is it? Tuanela. 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 Okay. It's the finish. It's the finish final. The final resting place for, in Finland, in the in their in their belief of afterlife. Oh, okay. All right. Don't get psyched out. It's just a P. I didn't realize it was a church of Finland. The guy's name is Nikki. That's easy. Nikki. 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 Or your Brighton net minding backup, Nikki. Myanpa. That's it. Myanpa. Myanpa. Not Mayan Pe? Nope. Hmm. It looks like it should be the worst name ever spoken. Mayan P. It still kind of is. It's May not the greatest. But My Mayan Pa. Yeah. Southampton two, Newcastle two. Gabby Adini with an out of nowhere brace. Cancelled oh, out by Isaac Hayden and Eliozzi Perez. What in the Manolo? I'm. I think. I think. I feel even stronger negatively about Southampton this yeah. week than yeah. I did last week. For sure. I this feel is, negative because uh, post match, uh, the manager is happy with a point. Home against Newcastle, he's happy with the point. He was content with the point. It probably felt that way whenever they're losing two to one. 
whenever they're losing one nothing and then two to one. I guess, but I, it, it's just not good enough. Uh, that used to not be good enough for Southampton. It's still not good enough. I, it's just a. It's just there's like we said. I feel like this is. I feel like this is multiple weeks. You can't count on anything with them. And yet, if you somehow held Nathan Redmond, if you for whatever reason bought Shane Long, and if for whatever reason you kept some, I don't even. I wouldn't even want to dignify it by calling it faith in Manolo Gabbiadini. Everyone sold that guy. Who is still owning Manolo Gabbiadini that's actively playing? Someone probably triple captained him. I'm sure. Week. I'm sure they did. <laughs> there is no reason, like. Shane Long had been starting so much, and now you're right. There's nothing more that you could say about it than it is out of absolutely nowhere. All right, so then let's go to the place we always go, which is the defense. Look at the previous – before you go to the defense, look at his previous four – like the four matches leading up up to this one. So including this match, the three prior to that, one subbed-on minute against Crystal Palace – 17 subbed on minutes against Manchester United. 23 subbed on minutes against Stoke. 90 minutes, just like everyone would have guessed at home against Newcastle for Gabbiadini. And yeah, of course, everyone's going to sit there and say, I want a brace out of Manolo Gabbiadini. Everyone is going to expect that. And how ask does for he that. get to take the penalty? Because he's a Manolo. I mean, that's, that's crazy that they don't have any other. I mean, that's how bad they lack. Was Tadic on the pitch? Yeah. yeah, he's on the pitch. I guess he's off. I guess he's off penalties. Guess so. Or Look, guess if Gabo's in the game bully. and Gabo gets it. I don't know. I don't know who in this entire team. I don't know who you really, really, really want. No. Who? Well, uh, we've talked about Cedric before. He's still playing every match, well, but and, and four Yoshida. points in his we've, last three. We've mentioned Yoshida plenty of times as being a good own. And Yoshida's last four games, it's sort of been on again, off again, but it's 8-2-8-1, right? Yeah. Everyone was all about Bertrand. Bertrand Southampton away has been good for some reason this year, and at home they haven't been. Bertrand and Cedric, uh, with Cedric, you know, seeming to be, you know, an equally good, cheaper option to Ryan Bertrand. Uh, but But last week, I'm sure, I'm sure of it, that just to say... Do you count on a clean sheet? You can't. There's not one reason why you would think you're going to get a clean sheet out of this team, which is the reason why, for me, I felt like if I was going to have to, if I had to have one, it would be Yoshida. Yoshida seems to be, just like any other, any of the other center backs, up on set pieces and has a chance at scoring some goals. Bertrand and Cedric. I have absolutely no issue whatsoever if you bail on either of those guys. And I'm thinking I'm going to do it now. I'm thinking I'm going to do it. What what matchup in the in the past, I don't know, five weeks would you have looked at other than Manchester United and thought, oh, yeah, they're going to definitely concede some goals here? Even in the next three weeks, they're, the next three are okay for them, but no confidence, none whatsoever. Yeah. Home against Newcastle, you can't, you can't hold... Newcastle at home, all right, yeah. done. And and Fraser Forster and um, and Rob Elliott were two of the most purchased goalkeepers coming into this week. I get that you're not. I mean, Newcastle has been tough, 
But I don't think you're really counting on many clean sheets from Newcastle. You are hoping for clean sheets when you buy Fraser Forster, and it does it's not going to happen. There have been three for Southampton this year. They came in the first five weeks of the season, and the opponents they came against, Swansea, Huddersfield, Crystal Palace. Great. Good job, everybody. Well... I think yeah, I think the uh, I think you're right, Brian. I think you're Swansea ang- or not Swansea. It was just also curious too that this was Virgil's second start. You just would have thought that maybe he's out there and he's shoring up the defense a little bit, and they weren't able to do it at home against Newcastle. No, gave up two goals to Stoke and two goals to Newcastle. Oh hey, you should say one other thing. Uh, Christian Atsu continues to show. He shows promise, right? Promise and really and good. gets an assist here. It's he's he, as one of those Atsu really is real as one of those real cheap cheap dudes. I mean he you can't you can I don't know how much better you're gonna get at a guy who's around five dollars than Christian Atsu. No, I agree. It, and he's he's someone who's so active and he's it's like he has an engine that just never stops. Yep. He is Mister Hustle. Gets himself into some scoring positions. If his finishing gets any better, man. In other words, I think he gets himself in more scoring positions than he actually that than you see the result of, and and he has potential to really to really get better. He's way better as a budget guy as far as the budget players are concerned. You do way better to have to put Atsu in your lineup as a as a budget midfielder than you would to put Yosalu or or oh, for yeah. any reason whatsoever. Uh, Iozzi Perez, any of the sure. other of the other attacking options yeah, for Newcastle 100%. in there? Yeah, I'd be perfectly fine having Atsu as my number one option on the bench, mm-hmm. and have him just occasionally pop those points into my lineup when, yeah. when someone doesn't play. Leicester one, West Brom one, Riyad Mahrez and Nasser Chadley canceling each other out in a match I had a really hard time getting interested in. This is the worst game ever. Uh, <laughs> again. Come back two years ago, West Brom. Uh, for a second there, it looked like they might do it, especially when they scored, when Chadley scored. Uh, and if it wasn't for Ozil being a more high-profile uh, bum this week, mm. it, the wasteful player would have gone to Mares. I don't somehow skied a ball uh, with a perfect setup from Mark Albrighton, and uh, it's just it's just one of those moments that you just kind of you just kind of look back and you you think fondly of how miraculous the the Leicester City Championship season was when Mares would have put it like four of those into the net in this kind of a game. Uh, it's truly it's truly amazing to watch the shell that used to be. No one did anything. Get if you have Hagazi. I, I I am so angry. I am so angry. I, it will continue until he is out of my lineup and I never have to think about his name again. I, West Brom is going to if you're going to do this in a game where they got what they they I got know. what they wanted. They, they were up it. one nothing in the second half. They had you it. think that's it. That's all they need to see this out to 1-0 and they didn't do it. That's they, it. There was no Ben Foster here because, as we all knew, going into this match yeah, and all week long, he had a knee injury. <clears throat> of course, we all knew that. Yeah, no. Well, I mean, it was it was written about a lot in the injury protocol that doesn't exist. They they had it listed really clear that he was he was having issues with his knee and he wasn't going to be able to make it, and that there was no way 
that Boaz Myhill was going to be playing. That was all clear in the injury protocol that doesn't exist. Um, Ian Acho started this match. Uh, he played 73 minutes. That's at least promising for someone like him. But anyone who mattered, especially Jamie Vardy, I mean, it's just disappointing. Disappointing all around. Uh, Harry Maguire had a good had some good chances, but what are you gonna do? You're gonna say nothing else about this match. That's what you're gonna. Okay, do. I'm just saying. Yep. I, I think it's a great time to segue now into this week's version of the injury roundup. Howdy, partners! It's the injury roundup. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we talked about a bunch of these guys. I mean, there's players kind of all over the place. I feel like they're like we said, Arsenal is it's difficult because um. You know that Shkrodon, 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 Mustafi yeah, wow. has a torn hamstring. So that doesn't sound good. It is not. Uh, Yogi Lowe, Joachim Lowe, Yogi Lowe <laughs> said it looks like he'll be out for a long time. Yeah, you got to love the international breaks, man. Screw you. Um, we said Koscielny, all, all Wenger can say now is that it's a muscular pro, muscular problem for him. Uh, I mean, he he made it a significant length of the match, but I don't know, man. That, that just makes me nervous. They just keep getting injured, and how much can you keep counting on Nacho Monreal to, to lead your defense? Uh, everyone kept saying it was just fatigue. And it was no big deal that Sanchez and Ramsey were not in the starting lineup, so I don't think you have any issues with the rest of with either of those guys. Danny Welbeck again. I mean, find some new hamstrings, man. That's that's just there's. It's just timeout for him. It's going to be the same kind of thing. Danny Welbeck, Dave, as you know, cannot stay on the field. Poor guy. Chelsea has a big. I just think it's a bigger deal. N'Golo Conte. The the feeling is he should miss six total matches that he should miss the rest of at least the rest of October uh, for for Chelsea. He's definitely not going to play Champions League or any of their October Premier League matches. Um, the fear is it could be six total, like I said. Not not great. Not great, at least in this, uh, this kind of a result. Although, it could be a big boost for them that Alvaro Morata should be back they're hoping that they can have him for the Champions League match against Roma. They, Chelsea needs Morata. That'll be a big boost bad, for them bad. for sure. Although, then, just as things are looking up, uh, they know for sure Victor Moses uh, is going to be out for probably a month. So you, you lose, you potentially gain, and you lose again. Um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek was still listed with a thigh injury, but he was only uh, not in the lineup against Chelsea because of non-injury reasons. Yeah, right. Um, and look, Christian Benteke is nowhere near. I mean, this is months out. It's six. It's at least six weeks from the time of his injury. He's not coming back anytime soon. Of all the dumb, the dumbest injuries for the international break, how is, I mean, Sadio Mane has to be up there as one of the, the worst possible ones. Uh, yet again, another hamstring. Tons of hamstrings exploded over the over the international break. Um, pre uh, premier injuries. Uh, the guy that is kind of responsible for a lot of this for a lot of the injury reporting, Ben Dinnery, he had this uh, stat so far: the 21 reported injuries happened in October. 
32 of them. 32 injuries since the beginning of game week 17. This on international duty, 17 of those injuries occurred on while people, players were on international duty, and 13 of those were muscular injuries. It is just like a parade of exploding hamstrings this Overseas, season and over, thighs over the border. Yeah. Muscular injuries, man. So it's a lot. I mean, it's not like it's a huge surprise, but because players are going to have that. But uh, Mane is a big one, although. Uh, it's possible uh, Adam Lallana is back in training again, so Liverpool could get him back. Um, uh, Klopp said possibly after the next international break. So that's not anytime really, really soon, but you could be getting those guys back around the same time. We are on Paul Pogba thigh strain watch. There's still no, still no timetable. He is light training. Light training. But not anything. But nothing. Nothing. Nothing certain. Wouldn't expect him back for a while. Still, mm. like, uh, like Eric Bai, a surprise knock that kept him out of the lineup, uh, out of nowhere this past week. He, sh- I, it's, it didn't seem like there was anything very serious. He should be back by next, uh, by next match. I think, of the of the top clubs that are left, like I said, I think the big, the big thing to be sorted out here is what happens. Whenever you get Danny Rose back in yeah. full training, in full contention for starting lineup for Tottenham, does that does that impact Ben Davis? I mean, who has been more in form whenever they're on the on the pitch than Ben Davis? It'll be really interesting to see what happens with him and whenever um, if there's any kind of you know once they get any sort of rotation down. Uh, Victor Wanyama is back playing with them. He went with them to Madrid, so I feel like they've gotten some pretty big boost for uh, in their injuries uh, in the in this past couple weeks. All right, awesome man. Always love to hear the in, uh, injury roundup. There's a bunch. But what yeah. are you going to do about it? That's the question. You're not going to do anything about it. Well, we can only hope that one day the injury protocol report that does not exist will eventually find its way into our fantasy world. But until then, we're just going to have to use the injury roundup uh, to uh, to that's, live by. That's our guide. Yeah, that's going to be our guide. Good call. I couldn't come up with that word. Well, good luck, everyone. Old wordsmith Scott over here. <laughs> All right, listen, Scott, that brings us to the end of the pod. Yes, Anything else pertinent we need to know? Uh, there's a Friday match this coming week. Ooh. Keep that in mind. That'll affect your It'll game week deadline. sneak up on your Friday match. Yep. Nothing worse than waking up Saturday morning hoping to make changes and or Saturday afternoon for you uh, there across the old pond, and then you can't. Correct. Oh. Annoying. Correct. Uh, FantasySoccerFC.com is our website. FantasySoccerFC, our Twitter handle, Facebook. Find us, communicate us. Maybe you too, like Barry, can be friends uh, of the pod. Absolutely. We love that. Hey, listen, for the Fantasy Soccer FC podcast, this is David Smith. Until next time.